for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. We have been looking at uh, Psalm 23 uh, just last week, and uh, we were looking at the declarations that are in the beginning of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And uh, we need to know that, we need to recognize that, we need to uh, sort of tune in to the fact that He is your shepherd. And it says in verse 1, I shall not, therefore I shall not want. It's amazing. Because He's your shepherd, you don't want. And He makes you lie down in green pastures, He leads you beside still waters, He will restore. He will restore your soul. He will restore all that the enemy has taken from you. He will restore. He restores our soul. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And that's where we stopped uh, last week. And this week we're going to begin at verse 4. And uh, we'll finish at verse 6. We really could have dealt with this psalm for a number of weeks. So I've really shortened of what, what I'm going to say this morning. So yeah, verse 4. Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, right in the middle of your enemies, in the presence of your enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, the shepherd says, surely, David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days, every day, tomorrow, today, yesterday, next week, next year, 10 years, all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for how long? Forever. I like that word, forever. (laughs) Forever. Some of you don't look too happy. It's forever. It's for eternity. It's forever. You will dwell in the house that he went and said he would go and prepare a place for you and for me. That's the place, that place that he's building right now. You will dwell in the house of the Lord uh, forever, for eternity. And that's just uh, a wonderful, wonderful verse and verses in Psalm 23. That's why it's so popular. (laughs) That's why people in all sorts of situations recite it. People who don't know Jesus, people who do, people who are trying to seek Jesus, they will recite Psalm 23, often on their uh, deathbed, often a crisis point on their life, often when they don't know what to pray, they don't know what to think, they don't know what to say, they immediately start going to that Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. We're going to look at this psalm and these verses this morning, but let me just lay some groundwork uh, before we we go and look at through verses 4 to verse 6. There comes a point in my life and in your life when you go from reading Scripture 
to actually living Scripture. What do I mean by that? Well, it goes from being the theory to being practical. And if you've uh, either been through a driving test or you're going for a driving test, you'll know that there's two things. There's the theory and then there's the practical. Uh, like when you study medicine, I guess. You go from studying medicine at university and then you go to practicing <laughs> medicine uh, in the surgery or the hospital or wherever. When you go from sitting, reading the Word of God to actually walking out the Word of God. You go from hoping to knowing that God's Word is true. Oh, sorry, you go from hoping to knowing that God's Word is true. You go from studying the Bible to actually living the Bible's truths. And some people don't get there. Some people, it's all up here, but it's not down here, and certainly never reach their feet, because they don't walk it out. Because when you walk it out, that can be a scary, and that can be a disturbing time. Talking faith is one thing. Acting in faith is <laughs> totally another thing. But we know, don't we, that faith is the currency of heaven. And that actually, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we have to go on that journey from seeing to doing, from seeing to being. Let me give you an example, quote some verses. In the beginning, Genesis was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to be a witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own didn't receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh. God became flesh. Jesus is the Word, the Logos. He became flesh, and he dwelt among us. And we the writer says, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, full of truth. Now, the Jews knew their scriptures. They knew the Word of God. But there came a time when the Word, the Logos, the light, Jesus lived amongst them. The Word had become flesh. He went, Jesus, he went from giving them the theory of how to live in the Old Testament, and he came in the New Testament and practiced it. He worked it out. There's no point saying you love somebody when you don't show them your love. Jesus came. The Word came. He was there in the beginning of time, and he'll be there at the end of time. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. And he lived for 33 years amongst them, showing them 
practicing them the theory that they knew, but he showed the theory in practice. He walked it out. So the Jews were living with the word in human flesh. And John the Baptist was the witness sent from God to testify of that word. But they said something very sad. The Jews did not know him. Many people read their Bible, but they don't know him. They maybe can quote Psalm 23, but they don't know the shepherd. There's greater benefit and wisdom in life to actually living the psalm and living according to the precepts and instructions than actually just quoting the psalm verbatim. Our words have to become flesh, like Jesus became flesh. The word became flesh. And so in our lives, in our Christian walk, there comes a time when what we know here has to be walked out in practice. So then in verse 4, you wonder where I'm going with all this. In verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, David says, will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. You are walking with me. Who is he? He's the shepherd. He's with us. The Word, the Logos, the light is with us. And his rod and, their sta and his staff, they comfort us. And that's one of the reasons I read John chapter 1, which is the lengthy bit of Scripture that I read to you. Because when you read shadow of death, that speaks of two things. First of all, it's a shadow. What's a shadow caused by? A shadow is caused by light. What was Jesus called in John 1? He's called the light of the world. John the Baptist was called to bear witness of what? He was called to bear witness of the light, the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. As a Christian, death is but a shadow. Death is overshadowed by the light of the world. Death is overshadowed by the light of the world. The good shepherd, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Life, not death, I am the life. So he came to bring us abundant life, both here and in eternity. And David is saying in this psalm, I won't fear evil, and I won't fear the shadow of death, for your light makes death just but a shadow. There's no need to fear. Because as Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in where? Paradise. So firstly, it's a shadow. And a shadow can't do anything against you. Can't, a shadow can't hurt you. A shadow can't give you a punch in the mouth or a slap in the face. A shadow can't do anything. It's just a shadow. So it's a shadow. Secondly, Verse 4, John 1, in him was life. Jesus said in John 10, I am, come that you, I am come that you might have life and life to the full. For the, yes, the, Christ, the Christian, yes, the body dies, but in him our spirit lives. The light of the world is there as we go through the valley 
of the shadow of death. And that's why there's a shadow. That's why the David the psalmist and the Christian can say, I will fear no evil. There's a shadow because there's a light there in your path. We can go out as sheep before wolves because we have the Lord as our shepherd. Now, evil's present in our world, but you do not need to fear it. Fear is present in the world, but it doesn't need to be present in me or in you. There's no right to live in me. It has no right to live in you because when the Holy Spirit is in you, it casts out all fear. Holy Spirit is a dove. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's what the Christian needs in this world today as we sit with our masks on, as we sit and hear government advisors, as we sit and hear medical experts, and fear is coming out of radios and TVs and all sorts of different places and papers and internet. But God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. The enemy is attacking your mind. And we need to claim that verse from 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. We need to shake off fear that the enemy is trying to sprinkle on you. I wrote down five verses that will help you shake off fear. Psalms 56 verse 3, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, the psalmist says. Isaiah 41 verse 10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. 1 John 4 18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out all fear. Isaiah 43 verse 1, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you. I have called you by your name. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27 verse 1, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will Fear no evil. Evil's going to come towards you. It's going to, shadow's going to come towards you. But you have to declare, like David in the, in the psalm, I will fear no evil. You won't get rid of evil, but you don't need to fear it. Because Jesus says, I am the way through your valley. I am the truth. No evil can remain when truth is there. I am the life. That's why death is but a shadow. Because he is the light. He casts casts a light over the shadow of death. So we walk on. Yea, though I walk through. We walk on. We walk through. We don't stumble. I hope you're getting that this morning. There is no need for you to fear evil. No need to fear evil. And this is relevant today for us, for the church, even for the nation. Because Luke 21, 26 says, In the last days, men's hearts will fail them. 
because of what? Because of fear and the expectation of those things that are coming. What's coming next? What else can go wrong? How, how is this going to pan out? What's going to happen to my wage? What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to my partner? And so what happens is that shadow comes over us. And without it even touching us, without nothing physically touching us, our hearts fail because we fall into fear. Don't let your heart fail. As we walk through this valley, do not fear. Christ is comforting us. Over your heads is the shalom of God. Just put your hand on your head this morning. I speak the shalom of God, the peace of God over you and your family and over your life and over your mindset and over what you think and over what you say. Thank you. The psalmist says in verse 5, in fact, amongst all of that evil, over all of that shadows, verse 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the, mid, in the middle of all of this, God says, I'm setting a table. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to provide for you right in the middle of your valley. Right as the shadows are over you, every, over everything that's making you f seek to be fearful, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to prepare a table for you. I'm going to anoint your head with oil. A thousand may fall at your side, but it will not come near you. Why? Because you have made the Lord your refuge. And because you've done that, your head will be anointed. Your cup will run over. You will have more than enough rather than just enough. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. We talked about dogs. Susan was talking about dogs earlier. Goodness and mercy like the two sheepdogs of heaven. Goodness and mercy following you everywhere you go, rounding you up, guiding you, taking you where you should be. Goodness and mercy. His goodness is over you. His mercy is over you. Things that you could have got into, His mercy stopped you getting into. His goodness, the blessings that He's given you, things that you take for granted. You just think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's always been there. They've always been there. I've always had this house. I've always had this job. Goodness and mercy following us. You look to the right and you'll see God's goodness. You look to the left, you'll see His mercy all the days of your life. And here's the certainty. Here's the kicker. Here's the promise. David says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are victorious. Don't care what the doctor says. I don't say, care what the news says. 
I don't care what presidents, prime ministers, MPs, I don't care what anybody says, we are victorious. Because the Lord is my shepherd. You know, we're his sheep, but he's our shepherd. Just think about that. That little old you, which is like dust to dust we go, but he belongs to us. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The God of the universe and his mind. The Lord is my, my shepherd. My shepherd. I shall not want in life and in death. You'll make us lie down in green pastures. You'll lead us beside. Where? We will lead us beside still waters. He will restore my soul. What's my soul? My emotions, my feelings, my hearts. He's going to restore all of them. All that the enemy's stolen from you. That's why our latter days can be greater than our former days. He will lead us in paths of righteousness. Why would he lead us in paths of righteousness? Because, child of God, you have been made righteous in him. That's why you walk in paths of righteousness. You've been made righteous in him. Yea, though I walk through valleys, even the valley of a shadow of death, I'll not fear. Why? Because the shepherd himself is with me. His rod and his staff will comfort me. They'll discipline me. They'll protect me. They'll encourage me. His rod, his authority, his strength, his protection against any enemy, his staff, his leadership, it rests on us. It's his guidance. He hooks us in sometimes by the neck, as the shepherd does with the sheep. He leads us with his staff to the still waters. He leads us on paths of righteousness. He takes us to green pastures, not to little old pastures, not to well-worn pastures, but to green pastures. They comfort us. He will prepare blessings for me right in front of those who are cursing me. Right in front of those who are cursing me. He will anoint my head with oil to treat all the assaults of the enemy. That's why the shepherd puts oil on the sheep. It's because the sheep gets ticks and fleas and insects and the shepherd puts oil on its head to get rid of all that attacks that the sheep has. He anoints the sheep's head with oil. That's what he does with us. To give us a protection. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. To preach good news, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, to comfort all who mourn, to console, to give beauty for ashes, and here's the kicker, to give the oil of joy for the morning. That's why he puts oil on our heads. That's why the shepherd puts oil in the sheep. God wants to put oil on your head this morning. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> joy. Joy. That's why we can be joyful in every situation. That's why we can be happy because we know where we're going if we are children of God. 
God says, my cup of good cheer will run over you. When the enemy attacks, I'll provide relief. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. We have been followed because we are being protected. And we'll dwell in the sheepfold of the shepherd forever and ever. I go to prepare a place for you. Is he going to prepare a place for you? Where you can eat and where you can be blessed forever and ever? I quoted Genesis, in the beginning was the Word. I quoted John, the Word became flesh. Let me quote the end of the book. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water, and God will wipe away every tear. <laughs> every tear we've ever had, God will wipe them away from your eyes. That's the shepherd that you have. He's the Lamb of God. He's the lamb who died for me. Because he died for me, he's got the right to shepherd me. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He was there when I was born, and he'll be there when I die. Holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you, what did you do? You created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. That's your shepherd. That's your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd if you accepted him. That's your Lord. He is the way. Whatever valley you're in just now, he is the truth. Whatever shadow is seeking to come over you, he is the life. Whenever the enemy is lying to you, even the spirit of death, when it confronts you, it has no power because the end is not the end. <laughs> it's only the beginning. He says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me, he who follows me, he who leads me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. It's time to keep walking. It's time to keep going forward, to follow this shepherd of Psalm 23, to follow this light and ignore the shadows that the enemy would seek to put over your house and yourself. The shadows are only proof that there's a light. The shadows are only proof that there's a light and that light is looking over you, the Lord. The Lord, God Almighty, is your shepherd. Hallelujah. For more information about our church, or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.